Who? Who the fuck's Gilvin Sullivan? Oh my god. You call yourself a musician. Who's Gilvin Sullivan? It's all of those awful Amdram movies from like the back in the day, like the, before the war. <laughs> one of the wars. Before before the war is my favourite um one of my favourite expressions though. Well, it's, everything's it's from before, before the war. <laughs> before I was born, anyway. Yeah. They did the they did uh, the Mikado. Okay, I know the Mikado. Yeah, so that's Gilvin Sullivan. Three little girls from three little maids from school are we? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, you but remember just, that? But it's only because of The Simpsons. It's a Simpsons exactly. reference. But the Mikado was written by Gilvin Sutherland, and I think they did, like, HMS Pinafore. That's Don't, it. Oh. Yeah, Kelsey Grammer. His Sideshow Bob character yeah. is about... They're doing, like, a whole... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Inside the jail. Is it when he was in jail for No, murder? no, no. Um, <laughs> he's got Bart. He's a bit, they're doing, like, a whole Cape Fear thing. Yeah. And then he's about to kill him. He says, I'd like you to sing the entire score to the HMS Pinafore. Yeah. Very well, Bart. I shall send you to heaven before I send you to hell. And then he just starts. <laughs> and a one and a two. Yeah, exactly. You need, to, you need to spend some more time googling that shit. <laughs> the Mikado. <laughs> Mikado, HMS Pinafore. The following presentation does not represent Australian opinion or intellect. Fake news, folks. Fake news. Oh, he's so sick. Hey, hey, me off. He should have been slapped as a child. He's a spoiled little freak rat. He's probably being treated like a prince. I'm not a criminal. I burned everything I've got. Do you know who was in the Mikado? Wasn't it John English? Oh, fuck if I know. I'm telling you. The Australian version. I don't know. I've only seen. I've only seen the Melbourne Uni. Um, Amdram players from University College. I'm almost do that positive. In 1995. No, no, no. I remember. I, 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 that's the only. I'm just I've remembering seen. really bad. I had ads. to sew. I had to sew the lycra skirts for the three little maids. For the Melbourne Uni version. For the of Melbourne Mikado. Uni version of Mikado. That was that was literally my entire input. <laughs> Thank you, Tanya Stewart, if you're listening, <laughs> or whatever you're called now. You're married. Okay. You know what's funny is everything I know about you, or you're like. Uh, acad- academia things or your other shit or your so much controversial shit. shit. Oh, so Your much. one claim to fame is sewing the shit for the Mikado in the Monash. No, Melbourne Uni. Melbourne, sorry. Come on. I don't know. I the- didn't go to that B-grade university in Clayton. Do you think Monash is B-grade? Well, it's better now, but back then it was a bit shit. Why? Because they didn't have Alan Finkel by then. They, they needed... They had Alan to- Finkel? Uh, he's currently the chief scientist of Australia. I don't like him particularly much. You know, I don't like him. <laughs> okay, you he doesn't like, like women. He thinks people like me are too uppity and bossy and loud and strident. That's right. He is the. But he's you the, are strident. He's the inspiration between the Become Strident campaign. I was just going to say it's totally not be- going anywhere right now. <laughs> Become strident's been your thing for like a year and a half. Yeah, I know. But I need money to do it, and I just can't do it. And then I need to not. Go full metal jacket, <laughs> feminist, kill joy. You don't? Well, I, I do personally, yes. I've only ever known you to be full metal. Well, clearly, everybody that knows me knows that, but there's lots of people out there that haven't employed me yet, and I need for them to not really know that. And that's why my Twitter account is turned off at the moment. Actually, I'm looking for jobs. You shut it off completely. Yeah, try. Try looking for it. No, it's always, I actually <laughs> always laugh because it's always come up as... Mrs. Colby Simon's wife. Yeah. I've been Mrs. Colby Simon's wife for a while. And I will be that person to your listeners because I've just signed a social media contract for a, a school, which means I'm not allowed to say anything on any media at all, ever. What do you much. mean? 
you know, you're not allowed to have a life. You're not allowed to laugh. You're not allowed to swear. No. Anything that could be misconstrued as a bad example to small children. Have they Googled you who you are? I did warn them. (laughs) (laughs) I warned them. But actually, they've been the most accepting and the most tolerant of any employer I've had in Australia, which is really strange considering... I love how you're saying all this. You've got a can of Prosecco and you're wearing a T-shirt that says inferior. Yeah. And clutching a medical virology textbook. And what's what's this new job? Uh, I'm not telling you. Okay, thank you. Just uh, let me just say, it's working. I'm working in a school. Yeah, I was going to say you're influencing the minds of young. Ch- uh, no, I'm trying not to. Um, what are you doing then? No, I'm trying to influence their minds to buy clothes from the op shop most of the time. That's you- that's the main thrust of my influence, which is don't <laughs> buy new stuff from Uniqlo and H and M. Fast fashion is evil. I'm, that's basically the message I'm giving them. Why? Uh, I mean, I know why, but why? Why? Well, that's because fast fashion is damaging to the environment. Did you know one pair of jeans, young man? <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got my lecturing. Okay. I'm pointing the finger, the finger at you. Finger, yeah. Um, Why do all my friends point? All my friends, I swear to God, <laughs> and all of them, at least three of them that I've brought onto this podcast in the last three years. because we're seeing too far away to post No, no, you. but they all, they all wave their fingers. <laughs> you need a webcam in here. Like, I'm, seriously. I'm that, telling you. You they need all to get GoPro in the corner. Aurora, who used to, to come Chucky. on here, she fucking waves her fingers. She, we had dinner a couple of weeks ago. She does it. My mate Simo, who's come on, he's, he's, he's proud of it. He pontificates. He says, I wave my finger at them. I'm waving my finger. Yeah. You're all the same. We're all <laughs> pontiffs. Yeah. <laughs> Pontiffs. <laughs> oh, pontiff. Okay. I don't think you're allowed to be a pontiff with a vagina, but you know we can gloss over that. No. <laughs> I might be the first. Actually, that's something I wanted to talk to you about. The Vaginas. Um... Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to help. No, no, no. Um, transgender athletes. I've got to remember to bring that up. Oh god. Oh, I wanted your take on it. Yeah, because... yeah. Well, I've got friends who are transgender who are athletes. So yeah. Going which way? I'm not telling you that. Does okay, it well, matter? That, that's the key, yeah, that's the key to the, um, the actual discussion. It doesn't actually matter. Okay. Because actually, once you reverse the hormones, the benefit changes. Basically. You okay. still have the skill, skeletal height okay. advantage, but you don't have the muscle advantage. You're telling me that... Okay, wait. Are we actually opening this up right now? Yeah, go on. <laughs> go on then. Go on then. <laughs> <laughs> Go on then. Go on then. You You're the worst. All right. Um, you asked me on here. You know, you, yeah, you know. knew the risk. I, I know. I'm an idiot. All right. Screw it. I'm going to use. I'm going to use this phone to Google. I'm going to use the other one to read. It's fine. Um, Laurel Hubbard. Yeah. Laurel Hubbard. Don't know who they are. Yeah. I'm okay. Good I'll, luck to them. <laughs> that could be anything. I, could have just I named, wish them well. I could have named a rapist, like God knows what. Look, if I don't know anything about them, I'm not going to judge them. Okay, well, I'll tell you what the deal is. Okay. okay. Um, Laurel Hubbard is a transgender uh, weightlifter from NZ. Okay, yes. Yep. And uh, it's basically just smashing records. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I've heard this argument come up a lot, and I'm... Neither here nor there, I'm still sort of trying to figure it out. And then the science behind it seems pretty clear, but everyone seems to have conflicting arguments. Yes. That's because not everybody's a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> they get confused. 
<laughs> now, I may not be a scientist, but I play one on TV. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can wear a white coat. Yeah. <laughs> Put a stethoscope around my neck. <laughs> I should do every podcast in a white coat. Yeah. I think I'm a scientist. No. It's essentially the same argument as like the, the golfer. I can't remember what, what her name was. Trans, transgender athlete, one of the first ones. And she was there, out. Look, golf has no athletic abilities attached to it. They like, can't. Honestly. There's probably the whole community nah, of just, athletes I'm right now. I'm just going to like totally slam. <laughs> Have you seen John Daly? Seriously? Yeah. He used to win a lot. Like, literally, <laughs> Tiger Woods was the first fit-looking golfer on the tournament. Actually, have you seen Greg Norman lately? I bet you he's the size of a house. He, no, he's shredded, man. Oh, my God, he's yeah. shredded. He looks Seriously. like a sugar but daddy. When he was playing, he looked like yeah. not very skinny. It's a bit like Shane Warne. <laughs> Bless him. Hey, come when on. When he was playing, he was a bit of a fat bastard, but then he got skinny. Yeah, when he got he, off, the, he off got, the darts and then... Um, yeah. Yeah. And then Liz Hurley took him in hand and then sorted him out. Yeah, I still... F- I don't feel bad for him, but I still think it's a cop-out, man, that she could never... And uh, she could never commit to the man because he had. Uh, well, I had met in an orgy. Come on. You don't go to killing kittens or orgies to meet husbands. She also killed off Hugh Grant like that because he had uh, hey. he'd copped that blowy from that uh, hooker in um in the states. Yeah, well, you know. No, no, I'm serious. That, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I mean, I don't want to get off on uh, celebrity <laughs> gossip right now. I'm just saying. I'm just I've saying. Hugh Grant, man. <laughs> So, I met him in Barcelona Airport once. Did you? No, not me. Oh. One of my mates. Oh. She was. She like had a fainting fit or something, and they took her into the VIP section to wait for a plane. And Hugh Grant before she saw him. Before, <laughs> and so she was in there with her husband, uh, chatting to Hugh Grant. He's a really nice guy, and actually, he did a really good during the last election, the Brexit election yeah. in Britain. He, I was oh, quite yeah. impressed. Yeah, with I his remember efforts. that speech. Yeah, but he, the thing where he actually recorded the Sun newspaper guy that he found, like, broken down on yeah. the side of the road. That was just hysterical. Yeah. Have you seen that? No, not that. You have I remember to reading go- about it. Did I, did I send it to you? I think I did once. I know. I think I did. I know, you sent me a lot of crap. Like I sent you so much no, crap. No, but you send me stuff <laughs> at, like, random hours. Well, that's because I, like, don't sleep. But it's like, exactly like this conversation we just started now. You st- I, I'm still going to get back to the jeans. Oh, Karen sorry. and Steve Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> we okay. weren't even finished with I'm the Mikado. Sorry. I'm sorry. No, the okay, Mikado is not that interesting. Oh, interesting. Wait, hang on. Okay. We're on transgender. Transgender. Might as well finish okay. this. Okay. Okay, so no. this person is a weightlifter is a, is from New Zealand. She's a weightlifter. Okay. Yeah. B, right, okay. okay. So she's transgender she's, yeah, she's that way. Gone okay. from, yeah, she's gone from being a man. Yep. And she's basically just smashing records like all over the place, right? Records that were set up that have, you know, yeah, there are records that stand, you know, 100 years and there are records that just get beaten every year based on genetics and training and, you know, all that sort of shit, right? Yeah. Because uh, as human beings, we're getting stronger and... Well, that's it, and taller and yeah. fit and just... And all that sort and, of stuff. And maturing earlier. Yeah. And not only that, athletes are benefiting from, like, sports technology, sports science. Yeah, being absolutely. bred to, to well, break these records, it. basically. Absolutely. But then, even so... The argument is that, say, with this weightlifter, she's come in and just basically destroying these, um, destroying these sort of records that have been around for however long. And sure, they said that. I remember they were bringing it down to testosterone levels and shit like that. Well, that's it. They do. They do bring it down to but testosterone levels. The argument is, is that. But the thing is that there's real women, okay, yeah. actual women with XX genotypes. Gen- yeah. Their actual sex is female. Yeah. That have really high testosterone. Oh, because, no, no. And, and they have also... What's her face? 
the South, South African lass. Yeah, I remember her. Oh, and that was that, that's the flip, that was a massive thing. That's the flip side of yeah, that. Yeah, it was like China. The uh, the wrestler that passed away about ten years ago. She was huge. She was the first woman to compete. Yeah, with but again, men. I don't know. I'm, China's not great track record. No, no, not China. Is in China the, the country? China the the professional wrestler. Oh right, okay. yeah, name that's her China. name. China. Yeah, Laurie right, okay. something. Oh, it's, it starts with C. The lady from Africa. But, yeah, I remember. Um, her. I remember but, she popped but up. But she was naturally overproducing testosterone yeah. because guess what? There's the normal range that 95% of people fit into. Yeah. And then there's the outliers. Okay. Yeah. In a normal population of any for any phenotype. And phenotype, okay, so phenotype, so your genotype is your oh genes. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm here to give some science talk. <laughs> I'm here to give science talk. I'm You're pointing. still pointing. I'm, I'm, I'm beating. I go by the book. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm pounding my fist on the medical virology textbook at this point. I don't like that you're, you're actually bringing... Facts. Don't to this bring podcast. facts. <laughs> this is the wrong podcast. <laughs> Sorry. Facts. Nevertheless. But yeah, no, I'm bringing fo- So basically, <laughs> genotype is what's in your genes. Uh-huh. Phenotype is what then is demonstrated in real life. Okay. Yeah. And so people's testosterone levels is related to their genotype, but it, it's expressed. Is this so, real? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and men generally have higher testosterone than women. Yeah. And for, you know, developmental reasons. And most of them fall in the normal range. 95% of them fall in the normal range. But there's always the men with childbearing hips and moobs down one end. Uh And then the women that are really tall and athletic and don't look very shapely and womanly at the other end. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. And so they are the ones that are going to have a natural advantage over their okay. sisters. This is a di- this is the point. The point. But there's no difference between a trans woman sister who has a certain amount of testosterone and height than someone who has been naturally gifted with that by nature. There's okay. no difference. What what the what the argument is is that someone who has say lived as a man for like say 25 odd years and gone to the gym and worked out, developed shoulders, all that sort of shit. <sighs> They're saying that no. someone who's had that benefit, not benefit, but had that for 25 you years. You only get the benefit. Dropping, his testo- dropping the testosterone No, level. but when you start estrogen, this is yeah. the thing. What you're not understanding is that the other... I'm not... I'm, not, I'm telling you. I'm asking. It's I'm not that I'm not understanding. I'm just bringing up the arguments I'm just saying. The, I'm just saying. For those of you who Jesus. don't know... It's all right. It's all right. How often do I actually disagree with you? Never. Exactly. Because you're too scared. Fuck off. All right? <laughs> nah, no chance. Do you know what I disagree <laughs> I disagree with you when we're having an argument like one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it's, usually I'm usually drunk. Yeah, I was gonna say you're usually in your weakest sort of. <laughs> I may I may have sent you what pictures of my foot. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's like, when what? it's when <laughs> I know your defenses are down and your you your ability down. to follow the argument is is just <laughs> low. Because I've like drunk half like, yes. of gin. <laughs> Rule of Thank war. God. Know Thank thy God. enemy. <laughs> but yeah. piss off, all right? I, piss I, off, right? I agree okay, with you generally. Back to the argument. Okay? Back to the argument. Okay, so the flip side of having lower testosterone levels is that you have increased estrogen levels, okay? Assuming. No, no, it's not assuming. If you are a transgender woman, oh, you okay. are taking I you meant, yeah, okay. HRT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are being chemically supplemented with estrogen. Yeah, you're pumping. And I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I feel for my transgender sisters right now. Yeah. Because I am waiting to get HRT to sort out my, like, bad attitude and fat ass. Yeah. <laughs> Because I need my estrogen topped up because it's like... Your bad attitude. <laughs> it's 
mask off perimenopausal, like, you know. You're wearing a dis- T-shirt that says inferior. Yeah, well, clearly, I'm clearly confused. But the point is. The bad attitude. That's all it is. It's perimenopause. It causes oh, yeah. bad attitude to a lot of right. women over 40. Um, but basically, I'm waiting for HRT, and then I will have to play with the levels to get it right for me. And transgender women have to do the same. So they have their testosterone ablated. Yeah. And have their estrogen enhanced. And when you have your estrogen enhanced, guess what happens? Tell me. I will tell you. (laughs) Your muscle changes. The actual composition of your muscle changes. So you might have worked for 25 years in the gym as some buff, testosterone-ridden meathead. Yeah. And as soon as you start go off the testosterone, so as soon as you suppress testosterone and start taking estrogen, guess what? You turn all soft and fuzzy and womanly. (laughs) Because that's all it is. Men are just women without estrogen. I think what they're... That's all you are. <laughs> I think the example with this weight Overgrown lifter. clitorises <laughs> and no estrogen. That's all you are. Calm I, down. No, seriously. You need to do developmental biology. They'll tell you the same. I didn't do... I don't have time to do <laughs> developmental <laughs> biology. Everybody's female until a certain point in the womb when the switch for men gets turned on. I think the argument is, say, with this weightlifter in particular, yep. is that she looks jacked as fuck it's not like she's yeah but you can do that as a woman i know women that look like that <sighs> that have never taken testosterone oh, okay yeah you can actually if you build and again if you're t- giving your body those signals you actually suppress your estrogen and start you can actually start to produce testosterone as a woman i mean look at me like i said my estrogen's dropping so my testosterone is going up uh-huh so i've become more antsy and aggressive I see. I, I, I'm not. <laughs> Don't give me that eyebrow, young I'm, man. I'm not. Like I said, I'm not one way or the other. I'm still waiting for the, no, no, no. the maths to come out on it, as in. No, but that—that's basically the biological yeah. facts behind all of that. Is that? And I have a trans woman friend um, who I have been through. You know, I've known her just after she actually started presenting as a woman. Yeah. And so, but then I've seen pictures of her over time. Of her body changing, yeah, and becoming more womanly, and it does. Yeah, sure, of she's it does. six foot four. No, it does. Got to say, disagree. she's still six foot four. Yeah, but she would show me pictures of before she became yeah, yeah, trans, yeah. and she's a completely different person. Well, I, I know, I agree with that. And so, you do, you know, the hormonal milieu. Sorry, I'll just throw that in milieu? there. Milieu. The hell is that? Background. Okay. I don't know. The, the environment. Okay. The hormonal environment. It's a French word. <laughs> yeah, I, I assumed it was French. Yeah. yeah. Um, but basically, the hormonal soup that your body is washed in actually uh-huh. creates the phenotype. And so when you change that synthetically, as you do when you're trans, and I have I have friends that are trans men. Yeah. And they're going, oh, I'm so glad I got rid of estrogen. <laughs> I'm like, I hate you right now. Um, <laughs> they're just like, so glad I'm not going through menopause. Like, so glad. That yeah. I'm not having that problem. And I'm like, it's fucking killing me. It is <laughs> killing me right now, this perimenopause. It just sucks. It just changes your cogni- cognitive abilities, your ability to focus, your ability to sleep, your ability to reason and be logical. It's a nightmare. Because it was in careful balance with estrogen and progesterone. Yeah. Controlling everything. And now all of a sudden it's stripped away and you've become basically a bloke. So I am now more hormonally like a bloke than I was five years ago. That makes sense. So maybe I should take a You're definitely more animated than the last time I saw you. I think the last time I saw you, you were getting the, an award. Was that the last time I saw you? Oh, no. 
Yeah. I don't get awards anymore. No, no, you did. Out in um. Bullshit. Fucking Preston somewhere, Brunswick. Preston. Yeah. Your kids were there as well. Is that that bowls club? Oh yes, that was an MS thing. No, that was like a cripple award. Awarded the <laughs> what, so it doesn't count. No. What do you it mean? Wasn't, it wasn't. I wasn't awarded for my merit. I'm usually. I'm used to being awarded for merit. I'm not used to being awarded for because of my identity. Okay. So that was yeah. All right, yeah, but that was the last time I saw yeah. you. Yeah, you were definitely a little more... Um, well, I was be- I was in my best behaviour. Yeah, then. actually, that's true. Yeah, and I had, had my kids, kids in the room. Yeah, I was going to say, your kids are there and you're also surrounded by... I was yeah, having to be good. By- <laughs> worthies. I was having to be nice to the worthies that were giving me money. Of course I was well-behaved. <laughs> Honestly. i got to send this into them when they hear it. <laughs> yeah, no, start, don't, don't do that. It. Don't do that. Yeah. Okay, I think... You know what? With, with the whole sporting argument thing, like yeah. I said, I'm still waiting for it. Sort of but can I just say to you, on my way here today, okay. I had two what appeared to be trans women try to wash my windscreen at the corner of Victoria Street and Punt Road. Uh-huh. Now, Sorry. trans women are the most likely to be unemployed in our society, apart from Indigenous people. Okay. And so the fact that there appeared to be two trans women washing windscreens to make money in a cashless society i just shook my head and said well no way i don't know i've i've wait no way what well i just i had no money so i couldn't give them any money because i didn't have any well but, i mean my wind- entire life i've seen people washing windows uh, yeah but, but it's like one step up from begging like it's literally like it, it's it's that the, the thing that you do when you can't get money any other way no it's a job it's not a job no it's, it's not a job it's, it's begging it's 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 you're still begging. providing a service yeah, to the people who want it, but it, it, it can get ugly if you don't want it. It can if you've got the wrong attitude. Yeah, no, these people were good. Like they, yeah, when I said no, they were fine. But I have had those windscreen washers, and usually the ones with too much testosterone. Gotta say, <laughs> they were possibly the most polite ones I've ever met. Um, that would start cleaning your window without asking, even yeah. though, and I would turn on my windscreen wipers and start. You <laughs> so are a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, you can't. No. It's like, I've been employed to. Yes, I'm driving a nice Nana Camry. But, you know, it's like today, I'm like, I can't give you money because, A, I don't have any cash on me. I don't have any coins because yeah. I don't carry coins. Yeah, I feel bad. I was at, I had breakfast the other day and there was a girl singing and I wanted to give us yeah. money and I had But even the big me. issue sellers now take like... Do they? Yeah, they take like... Uh, yeah, the Vemo or something. Nah, just the the tap and go. Whatever. No, they don't have tap and go. Really? The, no. What do they have? It's some app. Okay, I've never picked up a copy of the Big Issue. But no, I, I always chat to the Big Issue sales. People. Have you ever read one? Yeah. What are they? They're good. No, but like the not, not the vendors, the book. It's just a magazine. magazine. It's just a like the lift out. It's a sort of social justice magazine. Is it? No, no, no. Like I figured it was, but I've never actually read one. Good. They're like twelve bucks or something now. Twelve bucks. Yeah. What? They used to be ten. Who would pay ten dollars for that magazine? Well, the whole point is that porno's cost less than that. Porno's free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, hello, anyone that pays for porn is stupid. I agree, hundred yeah, percent. Hello, I just remember seeing Can the magazine. Can you magazines. not Google that shit? Speaking of which, they got rid of um, people and picture and all that shit. Good. Yeah, they're finally gone. I can hate those. Why? But in in England. Page three girls. Page three girls. Yeah. And I always had a problem. I was like, you know, there's all these like feminists in England. I'm like, but you've still got page three girls on the stand where my kids can see them. Like, I don't have a problem. I love, you know, I absolutely um, have no problem with the sex industry and sex workers, but there's a time and a place, and it should be between consenting adults. Um, And so when it's part of day-to-day 
news literature where you're trying to learn about the weather and what's on TV, it's just not the right place. I think page three girls is a bit outdated. They're so outdated. Yeah. It's like if every second day was some, you know, bi- beefed up man, it wouldn't be so bad. But that's what quality. I'm saying. That's the only reason why I think <laughs> it's outdated because the paper's yeah. bought by everyone, not just men. Correct. And yeah. so, you know, it's just it's just such an anachronism. And we got, so I remember your, wait, it. I, so then what's your beef with the picture magazine, which is clearly targeted at a certain audience? Uh, because it was still available on the same newsstands as yeah, but children's cov- literature. They cover the shit up. Yeah. They never used to. No, I'm pretty sure they started taping. Oh, they did, did start they? to. I don't know. I thought they did. Well, I can't in, remember. In Maybe U- I'm wrong. In the UK, they hid all the actual pornos, so proper pornos were hidden. Yeah. But then all the other soft porn stuff was out. Yeah. And so that was a problem. But I, I, I didn't like the soft porn stuff being in my face when I'm trying to digest news. Okay. What about all the women's mags with big, with heading, with like, uh, headlines? They have women shit. on the front. Yeah, but they've got headlines <laughs> like, you know, please your man with these, uh, oral techniques and shit like that. Yeah, well, you know what? Who's that serving? Men. <laughs> it's the patriarchy, dude. Patriarchy. So you're saying women's mags are. Women's mags are worse. They are the worst internalized patriarchal bullshit that you'll ever come across. I hate women's mags. I haven't read one unless I was in a hairdresser. I've got a big problem with them, but. I don't like them at all. I'm trying to picture you in like a salon with one of those mags. I can't. It's just leaving me feel like really creeped out. <laughs> yeah, nah. Okay. So uh, what's the problem with women's mags in your eyes? Well, they're just, they only present one form of womanhood. Mm. And so they have a very limited, they offer women a very limited sort of ambition. And I don't like that. Anything that limits women's ambition. Did you watch that clip I sent you the other day? Probably. The one that I couldn't start because I had a small child. This is what I tried to send you the other day. Well, I, you sent it to me. I got it. You know, we, we, we fight a lot over television, you know, so I don't know. I've kind of come her way. She's come my way. She watches a little bit of sports. You know, I occasionally will watch like a romantic comedy, which, you know, I don't care. You know, the nerd's going to fuck the cheerleader. I'll watch it, right? <laughs> I don't mind them. It's an uplifting story. I just don't like the love scenes in romantic comedies. They creep me out. They're just so fucking nice. It's like missionary style. There's candles. That's stupid <laughs> saxophone music. <laughs> Isn't that your bass? <laughs> I'm sure down. you sent me a bass clip. <laughs> the eyes, the penetration, right? Because they can't show it. They got to make her this one-dimensional, this little angel. They ignore the other ninety percent. For sexuality, no hair pulling, no ass slapping, none Disappointing. of that shit, none of that taboo stuff of a woman's sexuality that's never brought up. You know, that whole hold me down, but let me up, but hold me down, <laughs> choke me, but let me breathe, but kind of scare the shit out of me a little bit. I want to feel your power, but I want to be safe, but let me know if you really want it to. You know, that, that whole 50 shades of rape, whatever the hell it is. Yeah. I don't even pretend to understand. That... That I'm is what pushes me off. Woman, well, I, I would say. never like, like, shag this guy. I would never have sex with this man. He clearly knows nothing about women. I was going to say, clearly... Turn it off. Oh, white man knows nothing about women. Turn it off. You know what's funny? I nothing. Just, I literally... I <laughs> you watch that and She's going to go mental. No, I literally fed... A g- <laughs> this this comedian, yeah, I've seen him live. This guy's considered a comedian's comedian. Really? A lot of his stuff is based on hypocrisy, what he pe- perceives to be hypocrisy in social standards. Right? Yeah, but he's American. He doesn't understand anything. I know, but I literally... <laughs> Sorry, took, I'm just going to... I took one of the most... <laughs> one he's of the most... no idea. In your face, 
male-centric comedians and fed it to a feminist? <laughs> like I've got a death wish? And you know, I watch it, I just went, I'm not rising to that bait. Yeah, no. Fuck that shit. But I'm a sex-positive feminist. The one thing that I My like... My problem with him... No. ...is that he's scared of non-vanilla sex. So no, he's clearly not... That's not the a- point. His, his point, and he said it before, is that... Roma- like what he was saying was romantic comedies hide. Oh, they're the awful. Women's- yeah, they're, they're awful. Hide- and that's the point. Yeah, but that's what women are fed all the time. If you watch but the that's TV what shits lately, me. shits me too. That's what shits me. Married at and- first fucking sight. What the hell? Yeah. What even is that? I don't know, but that's the point. I hate the fact they that they made me watch it when I flew to England. I was picked up from the airport from like with like a twenty-year-old girl, <laughs> and she was like, she made me, she made me watch it. And I was just sitting there going, what the hell is this? It's like, you know, Fifty Shades of Personality Disorders. But that's the point. I hate the fact that I've, I've, read this, I've raised this before on the podcast before. I've said it. I hate the fact that media especially hides that element of women's sexuality. Oh, well, it's the saint sinner thing. It's the, yeah, what do I call it? The curse I, of Eve. What that does is it leaves other women out there thinking, you know, even though, like. Well, not if they talk to me. Gotta say no, but I hate that. <laughs> Not my I friends. hate that fucking saying, a lady in the uh, in the streets, but a freak in the sheets. I fucking hate it because it's almost implying like you can't admit that you actually have a sexu- well, no. sexuality you beyond can't. vanilla. You can't. And then if you start harping on about sexual harassment at work when yeah. you have a sexual sexuality that is sex positive, and you have a lifestyle which is considered queer by straight people because it involves other people than your partner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then, Other than, like, it, it, you, you have know, a sexuality that's beyond the norm of what society is. Correct. Yeah. And as soon as you step outside of that sort of cis-heterosexual monogamy, you're stuffed. Yeah. And, but there's... We're all underground. Like, they're all my mates. <laughs> I know, but that's what shits me. And those fucking we magazines... have to be underground. Those magazines, those movies... Yeah, they're all, they're all pushing the agenda. But, I mean, who owns those magazines? Yeah. All white men. You reckon? Oh, you mean the actual companies that? Yeah, the actual yeah, companies. Who makes the editorial decisions for all those magazines? Yeah, that's all why white it, men or women that are handmaidens of the patriarchy. That's why I used to laugh every time that Beyonce "We Run the World" fucking song keeps coming on, and women and women like get all up. And I was like, dude, men own the record label, and they wrote the fucking song. Like, are you serious? Yeah, she does Beyonce. pretty. Good. She does all right though. No, she she's she make, knows how to play the game. She makes money, but. She knows how to play the game. That woman, she is absolutely <sighs> playing the game with her other half. They're, they're, st- a, they're a power couple, like, seriously. Oh, like. they know how to make money. Yeah. 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 I can't stand her music, but they know how to make money. I'm not going to deny well, that. Well, you know. I, I, since, you know, all the single ladies of that last thing I listened to of Beyonce's, <laughs> I can't say. I can't picture you listening to Beyonce. Oh, I love, we used to dance around the lab in our lab coats. Really? The Beyonce, Absolutely. Oh, the single ladies. Oh, my God. Gotta put a ring on it. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Picturing every wedding I've ever been to. Come on. Yeah. How many times you had to listen to that when they, like, go to their wedding just go, come on. No, it's the standard, um, the, the, uh, the single ladies. Bokeh toss. Yeah, standard bokeh toss. toss. Exactly. Yeah, the garter, when the garter comes out, it's always genuine pony, standard. Yeah. I saw one of my friends today on the way here, and she was covered in love bites. Okay. And I just went, what the hell? <laughs> and she's like, mm-hmm. And I'm like, well done, you. you know? <laughs> well done. And, That's then, so and then she said, 
Oh, well, I was much more excited than that. But, <laughs> and then she said, feminism has done us no favours. I'm like, yes, it has. Like, seriously, it totally has. Don't, don't even go there. She's one of those anti-feminist women. But it, it, it's common amongst my friends that come from a country background that have grown up in regional Australia. Very common. Anti-feminism as in what? As, as in, in thinking feminism has just got men too defensive to deal with. And I'm like, no, you just need better men. <laughs> Go find some better men. I know, yes, I know that's challenging to find them. Got it. Can't, I've got to admit that. You may need to leave the country because Australia is just full of arseholes. Yeah, the women are arseholes as well. Correct. Absolutely. Underlying- Most of the arseholes I've had recently are women. Yeah. But like, uh, equal opportunity arsolery, I say. That's what my common theme is. Yeah. Everyone's an arsehole. Don't try and divide it into gender. But it can be. It can be. It can be. And there is system systematic issues that can be divided into gender. Yeah, depending on environment. But it also the gender, there's also stuff that can be divided into. Like, I'm a disabled person. I'm trying to get a job at the moment as an out disabled person. Yeah. yeah. Now, if I was an out gay person, which I... Out queer person, which I sort of am, um, depending on... No, you're, you're talking about stuff. the traditional sense of whatever society deems as yeah, gay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but... You get more of a chance as a gay person than you do as a disabled person in, in recruitment. Do you know what I remember? 50% of disabled people are jobless, and I'm one of them. I remember. This is probably one of my earliest... And, you know, why? Why would we need scientists with emerging infectious disease experience <laughs> in our society? I can't, I can't think of anything <laughs> that we would need scientists like that for. I just... The mind boggles. I remember one of my earliest rantings ever. I would have been about 18 or 19. I think I would have just gotten a job, like my first sort of full-time job outside of school. And it was about the 25th of March um, parade. Do you know much about it? The Greek, 25th. Greek Independence Day is the 25th of March. Really? Okay. And uh, every year they do a... <laughs> Is it, we're going to have the Macedonian argument No, again. we're not going to have the Macedonian <laughs> Macedonia. <laughs> to cover that, the, uh, the Macedonian issue is no longer an issue because the Greeks sold out. You're probably not aware of that. Oh, I'm not aware of that. Yeah, they basically oh, sold... Really? They gave They sold naming rights to the, the Slavs up in up north. They, they allowed them to use the name North Macedonia. Right. I did see that there yeah. was a North Macedonia, yeah. but they I, so, they I, sold I, out. frankly, I was too scared to ask. There were riots issues all, all over. There was riots everywhere. Oh, the, there's the been riots so many places. Yeah, the Prime Minister just basically sold everyone out. I've, said, only okay. be, I've only been keeping track of the Lebanon riots, to be honest. I haven't even seen them. Exactly. That's there's my riots point. everywhere. And I'm usually on top of that, man. I've got a lot of Arab friends that usually keep Yeah, no, in. well, Lebanon has gone off lately. Yeah. But yeah, you're focusing on the Macedonian. Well, this was years ago. Anyway. No, this is just now. Okay, what I'm saying saying is it's no longer an issue the greeks sold out right okay. that's it no what uh. i was saying was one of the earliest little rantings i ever had was um the greek march thing came on and i want to take usually every greek in not every greek but in melbourne they do like a greek march up to the shrine yeah minute silence you know la 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 the shrine remembrance and the greek community in melbourne usually gets like all their social clubs their greek schools all that sort yep. of shit and they all just march you know they Parade, national colours, emblems, all that sort of crap. Well, it's not, nothing's illegal, like it's all done under the law. And then they go to Lonzo Street and they have a festival which they just had uh, the weekend that just passed. Yep. Now, I remember I wanted to get the Sunday off for whatever, uh, to go see it, and someone was inviting me, and this was, I was like 19 years old, and I said, there's no way I'm going to be able to get like a day off to go do this thing. Like, what do you mean? And then I remember, you know, you couldn't get that day off to go and celebrate your national identity, but, 
if I remember I wrote like a hypothetical uh, hypothetical conversation for between an employer and employee, an employee said, "Well, there's this parade coming up. It's really, which means a lot to me. It really, uh, you know, it's it's got a lot to do with my uh, with my identity and who I am as a person. And I really, it would mean a lot mm. for me to be able to go. And the employer was like, "Oh, what is? It? Yeah, no problems. What is it, some sort of gay thing? It's like, uh, no, it's actually Greek National Day. It's like, shut the fuck up and go back to work. <laughs> I remember I was 19 when I put that thought together because it was to the be truth. fair, to be fair, I. I had a similar conversation with my employer when I had tickets to the grand final. Because <laughs> I worked on a Saturday. Bogan Pride. Bogan Pride. <laughs> North Melbourne was in the grand final for the first time ever yeah, in my enough. life. And I had tickets. I had fucking tickets. And my employer, who I have known... I love how you put in North Melbourne there with Greek National Day. Greek National Day. It's totally the same. I'm a white person derailing that conversation. Here I am. Blue and white on both sides. Yeah, blue and white. Similar, similar. Um, I've just come from Footscray where I was admiring some Greek architecture that's now been translated into uh, Vietnamese businesses. I'm like, that's multiculturalism. I'm like, what the hell is that clearly Greek building doing... With Nuon and Sons yeah. advocates. It's actually Nguyen. Nguyen. <laughs> exactly. You know I, me. I, I can't up, pronounce anything. I grew up in Clayton. I can't pronounce any foreign names. You know I'm, you know I'm so white. I, I'm like whiter than white. I'm like hydrochloride bleach. It's that white. Yeah, but all your science terms are Greek. Yes. And you can pronounce them. Pleiotrophic. Yeah, okay. Was one of the so ones. So therefore it becomes... That was an argument. I've had this conversation heaps. That was an argument about... Um, exactly. I can pronounce the science terms, but I can't pronounce anything else. Yeah, yeah correct. The same words. I'm just rubbish. No, that's not rubbish. It's called tolerance and patience, man. I'm just rubbish. No. There was a... I brought this up years ago. There was a comedian or a journal or something, and she was... um. Subcontinent, I can't remember if she was Pakistani or Arab or something like that, and she had a name that was fitting. I can't remember what it was. And she got tired of changing her name to something Western. Yeah. And she said, it's bullshit because there are families out there and parents and, and who educate their kids to learn names like Dumbledore and, and Lord of the Rings names and Hunger Games yeah, names and true. all that shit. That's true. With names that are Mid-Earth inspired. They've got, you know, a thousand consonants, but they can't pronounce a three-syllable fucking oh, word. Oh, that's true. I'm, I am totally guilty of this bullshit. Yeah. I am absolutely guilty of it. I, 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 I do try. I had a PhD student once that had two names. He had his African name. Yeah. And his Western name, and I would only call him his African. Yeah. Because I was like, well, that's your name. That's, that's your the name. The one your mother gave you, that's your name. That's your name. That's the one you you've with. had to adopt because you're trying to fit into white culture is not what I'm going to call you because that's not your name. I understand why my cousins did it in the 80s and 70s. But, but and then I've, I've known, um, you know, people I've worked with that are Iranian that yeah. have had really long Islamic names that have shortened them. Yeah. And I remember talking to them and saying, are you sure your family's going to be okay with Because this is the thing. It, it, it can offend the previous generation in the family yeah, sure. when you're actually rejecting the name. But, I mean, I've been through that myself. As a woman, every woman goes through this. I'm here to tell you. No matter what colour the woman is, yeah. she goes through it if she's a feminist and says, I'm keeping my own name. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Every woman goes through this. <laughs> yeah. Every woman. Yeah. Um, where they offend their family by not, well, offend one of the families by not taking their husband's name. Yeah. Now, my kids have double-barreled names. Yeah. And I've said to them, if you want to change your name to just one of those later, go for it. But the other choice of picking... They have the other. choice. When they yeah. when they turn 18, they can choose. You know, it's it's all power to their elbows. Like, I won't be upset. But, I don't, I don't but, have a problem but, with double-barreled names. But the problem like, is, is if you're taking kids through an airport, 
and your name is not matching the names on their passports. Yeah, actually, uh, it was, was as a, a mother, case about this, yeah. You can be accused of, like, child stealing. <laughs> no, no one would want my children. Like, honestly, no one would steal these children. No one. <laughs> They're mine. No one would steal these children? Okay, someone might steal my daughter. She's pretty cute. What is wrong with you? No one, steal my, no one would steal my other children. But, you know. <laughs> I'm more worried about my dog being stolen these days, frankly. Yeah, actually, your Instagram feed's all about your dog. It's all about the dog and the cat. You were sketchy with that dog, too. What do you mean, sketchy? No, as in, like, with the teething issues and, you know, the you were sort of... I remember, I remember what you... What do you mean, sketchy? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. You mean sketchy. Okay, let, let's just backtrack, okay? Because we still have the Mikado, we still have Women's Day Patriarchy. <laughs> you got a whole, no, got a whole and list we still of shit have, there. Yeah, we still have Steve Jobs and Karen. Oh, Karen. Okay, what were you saying about Steve Jobs? Steve Jobs, right. So, Steve Jobs had pancreatic cancer. Yeah. Um, but despite the fact that he was one of the richest men in the world, yeah. he decided to reject the best medical help that he could get okay. for his cancer and decided to go the Karen route. Karen with lavender oil route. Now, for those of you listening... I'm going to use Karen with lavender oil as the uh, catch-all term for alternative therapies. Which is where... Shit that doesn't work. Shit that doesn't work. Yeah, shit that doesn't work. Um, Which is where you hope that herbs and eating, I don't know, quinoa will cure your cancer. Steve Jobs, smart man, but stupid, okay? He wasn't only a bully, he was also stupid. Yeah, he bullied his employees, yeah, yeah. and he was also stupid. Um, because he decided to go the quinoa, Karen, lavender oil root, whale song root. <laughs> whale song? Well, like, you know. <laughs> 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 yeah, whale song. They totally threw that to you in the birth suite when you're trying to birth. You're like, seriously, I'm trying to push something the size of watermelon out of my clacker. <laughs> I don't need whale song and lavender oil. Just fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> the drugs. Where are the drugs? Are the drugs? I was promised exactly. drugs. Drugs I, I had, shall have. I had drugs the first time and the second time, no drugs. <laughs> My daughter was just too quick. There was no time for drugs. And they actually offered me drugs afterwards. Yeah. They said, would you like the drugs now? And I'm like, too late. <laughs> I'm holding the baby. <laughs> I'm like some warrior fucking warrior woman that's given birth without drugs. Yeah, Just how many generations are doing it without drugs before that? Lots. Yeah. You know, and I've been one of those women that's really, been ripped yeah. asunder by her small child rushing into the world. That always gets me when par- when women of parents generally, like, they freak out when a new kid's coming into town and it's like, oh, do you have this? Do you have this? Have you set this up? It's like, dude, pretty sure my great-grandmother was delivered, like, on a rock exactly. somewhere. No, I did, I did read, what was it, um, The Good Earth by Pearl Buck. <laughs> the Good Earth? The Good Earth. Look, where do you, Google that. Google where do that. you find a book called The Good Google Earth? Google that. <laughs> Google that shit. You should read it, young man. The Good Earth. Read The Good what Earth. What the hell is The Good Earth? The Good Earth by Pearl, Pearl Buck was... A Set as a year nine history text for me. The Good Earth. There we go. There it is. Pearl Buck. Who the hell's Pearl Buck? I don't know. Okay. Some random person running about like Chinese. Grandfather's family life in a Chinese village in the early twentieth century. Okay. And that woman, I remember the woman in the book. Okay, so it was all focused on the man because, of course, it was. Yeah. But the wife, the Chinese peasant wife, she went out into the fields, she gave birth, she strangled the child because it was a girl, and then walked back in and made dinner. Like, literally. 
Wait, this is a fictional novel? I don't know. But, I mean, it was, <laughs> it was represented to me as fact. It okay. may be fiction. But um, <laughs> basically, the stoicism of that woman, I've never forgotten. What was the character's name? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Chinese lady. Chinese Chinese lady. wife lady in the pearl, good earth by the pearl bark. I don't know. Okay. Because, you know, I'm that rubbish. So, Steve Jobs... Steve Jobs. He was a, he's, he's, he was an idiot because he went the Karen route. He went the Karen route. He went the Karen with, with lavender oil. He was up in arms with, like, science and technology. You'd think. Nah, well, you'd think. You'd, you would think. You would think. He was in Silicon Valley. Like, he had UC Davis. He had all the UC, the, the UC University of California, University Hospitals at his disposal. Like, he had literally the world's boffins on his What disease. was his reasoning for it? He just didn't want to. Thought herbs were going to help him because he it, actually you could he was a sucker because you know most of those OT guys are not really savvy socially and so he's very easily led. You're so, just making a general call on I'm IT totally guys just being making, nerds. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> totally. Your whole thing is about breaking stereotypes. Yeah, I'm just going to make stereotypes. Let's remake them. Let's break them and then remake them. But. Oh he God. he decided to go down that route, and there's lots of people that do, not going to lie. I know people that do. Yeah, I know. I've known people that do. I shake my head, and I go, oh, my God, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? Go get some chemo. But, I mean, to be fair, if you've got pancreatic cancer, your chances of actually survival is pretty low. And yeah. I've got, I, have, I have a friend at the moment that runs marathons to try and keep her pancreatic cancer at bay, and she's had it chronically for about 10 years now. No shit. Like, she's the only person I know that's lasted this long. <laughs> exercise generally is recommended, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, exercise is seen as a poly pill, so it, it's seen as a way, again, and coming back to the trans athlete thing, you know, you can really get your body to change its environment by using bits of it. And so yeah. she goes on marathon runs. <laughs> there was um, there was a boxer, Tommy Morrison, it was in Rocky Five. Rocky was, Five. I yeah, don't think I ever. I, I got bored before that. <laughs> before Rocky Five. Rocky Five was the. I think flop. I went to two. It's what actually. Was, which was the one with the Russian? That was a fourth. Fourth. That's the only one I've seen. That was eighty four. Right. I think. No, no, I didn't. I didn't make it to five. What? Mate, I'm that old. Okay, I look. I, nah, was it Do- Rolf Lundgren? Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren. What is... <laughs> Whatever. Rolf. Rolf Dolph. Rolf. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Okay. No, no, no. Rocky Five, right, stars this guy called Tommy Morrison. He was an actual boxer, and he was meant to be like an up-and-comer. He was going to smash it. Stallone found him and said, you know what, this kid really does look good. We should chuck him in a the movie. They put in a movie, and he was rising up the ranks, la, la, la. And he was basically he was a country kid who became rich, famous, usual trappings, and he just loved partying, loved women, all that sort of stuff. Oh, why wouldn't you if you're yeah. coming from the country? Gets um gets a gets HIV at some point. Yeah, and he was part of the movement of um what's it called T- breaking down that wall and that sort of negative view on it. So he started touring. No, he's in like the stereotype and all that sort of stuff because he wasn't gay. This was in the mid. This was in the late eighties, early nineties. Well, it was Arthur Ashe, the tennis player, that was breaking. Magic Johnson. Down. He Magic was the Johnson. other. He was the other athlete, okay. the basketballer. So yeah, he, well, there was Arthur Ashe, the tennis player, was also doing that. I got no idea 80s. who that is. But some Ma- guy, Magic Johnson, that was a tennis player. He was then the he got first it, one. He got it from a blood transfusion. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where. I yeah. think this guy got it from intravenous. Um. Yeah, it's usually it's drugs. usually blood transfusion. Yeah. 
So he, he and Magic Johnson started touring the country together to break down that stereotype. Obviously, yeah. like a black athlete and yeah. a boxer. And look now, AIDS is... is this seen- is the problem. This is the problem. He started taking his meds. He started positive outlook, and he was actually back on track to box. He was in probably the best physical shape he'd ever been in. Put on size again. Yeah. Then, he con- because of some shrew that he was with, she convinced him that she was... N- Are you using the word shrew in a pejorative sense? Yes. Rude. She was, it's International Women's Day in a minute. I don't care. It's Women's she History Month. Him, You're supposed to be nice. She convinced him not only that he had cured HIV, that he had never had it at all. Convinced him There's to get a off lot the, of crazy people. Convinced him to get off the meds, convinced him to do all this crap, ended up dying basically broke and look, just looked like the... It was it was forty three or something when he died, and he looked like he was seventy. Just his yeah, forty three is probably too old to be a professional boxer. Gotta say, no, he'd stopped boxing at that point. All right, but I'm pretty sure he was. He didn't hit forty. He was somewhere around there. He was young, mm. but he because of the people around him, he just basically his body well, just it. caved. It, but yeah, he but had HIV, and he was taking all the meds, doing it all properly, and he was bulking up like he was actually. Well, he would have done all you right. You never thought he was an AIDS victim. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I mean, that's that's what happens if you start rejecting evidence based medicine. You're gonna crash and burn. My physically. thing, I I don't reject evidence-based medicine. I reject, I neglect looking after myself. That's, yeah, that's different. That's because different. I'm running myself into the ground. Yeah. I hate the conversations I have with my friends where it's like, oh, blah blah blah, what's wrong? Oh, I can't breathe. My chest hurts. This and that. Go to the doctor. No, I'm just gonna wait and you know. I'll see, I took a Panadol or I had a nap or I had There's no need in this country to do that. I mean, there's uh, people in the US right now not going to see their doctor that have probably got coronavirus. Yeah. Um, And the reason they're not going is because they can't afford to go. Yeah. Now, in Australia, we don't have that issue. We are absolutely privileged to be able to access really good quality healthcare for free. Yeah. And... If you've got a sniffle, like my my son stayed home from school today with a head cold. Yeah. And I said to him, you've got coronavirus. And he's like, what? <laughs> Why would you say that to your son? Because he has. How has he got coronavirus? He's got a coronavirus. He doesn't okay. have the coronavirus. That's what I want to... You, you sent me that photo. Was I'm that from that s- book? I'm sending you... I'm going <laughs> to beat you over the head with this mur- medical virology textbook. In the name of Women's International No, Day. in the name of coronavirus. All right. You sent me a photo of that. Yes. And I was interested because people are sort of freaking out. This is what shits me. There's no need to freak out. Everyone's freaking out I'm about gonna it. I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it. Like it's man-made and it's a conspiracy. No, that's okay, bullshit. Made, these viruses have existed You forever. would have made a better virus than that if you were designing it like seriously i could have done a better job like honestly you would not have made such a shit virus okay it would be killing babies if it was a decent genetically engineered virus okay no babies have died introducing like the the holocaust here no babies no influenza if it was influenza yeah babies would be dying as well as old rich people on cruises but at the moment it's just Tax, tax franking, what are they called? The, the franking credits. It's a franking credits disease. What's a franking credit? If you're old and you have lots of money due to franking credits and you can afford to go on like luxury cruises, yeah. you might die. Everybody else is going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, you've heard it here first. <laughs> when you look at the stats of who's actually died yeah. from the virus, it's totally skewed to old people. Okay. So people above 75. Okay. So we're going to have like... We're likely to die from a flu anyway. You're more, more likely, likely. Yeah. At least 10, 20, 50 times more likely to die yeah. from the flu. As, okay. as just a person on the street. Yeah. And, that, you know, I love this. I love... I was reading it today. 
and uh, my old immunology textbook. <laughs> I'm getting the photo. <laughs> from like 20 years ago. And to be fair, it needs some updating, got to okay. say, because the coronaviridae, as it's called. <laughs> These are going up, sorry. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, <laughs> basically, it was saying no convincing evidence has yet been obtained to link human coronaviruses with serious diseases affecting systems like the respiratory system. And I'm like, geez. Wait, when was this? David White and Frank Fenner in the 90s. You need to update this shit because there's been MERS and SARS and now this new one, COVID-19. Um, but, uh, yeah, but basically, coronaviridae, the previous to the last couple of emerging infectious diseases from bats in China, it's the same family of viruses that cause the common cold. So it is about as deadly as the common cold for the main part of the... Is it like SARS? When SARS came yeah. out, everyone was shooting themselves? It's yeah. like, dude, you get chesty. Yeah, you get chesty. You get chesty and then you get over it. And that's the majority of people get over it. Now, I'm a person that has an immune system that is compromised, so my chances of getting over it are less likely than your average person's. Yeah. But I've had the flu whilst on my immunocompromised drugs, and it lasts six weeks instead of two weeks. You know, actually, yeah, we were both sick at the same time. Yeah, like last year or the year before. Yeah, that was yeah. last year. No, I had I had um, uh, mycoplasma last year, which is mycoplasma atypical pneumonia. But you can get that just from being yeah. coughed on. Anyway, and I had that infection where it started feeling like it was an appendicitis attack or something because yeah. I ignored it in my chest and it worked its way down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just but, remember I mean, for a period we were both sick for ages. Yeah, and and if you get some kind of lung infection, you can be sick for ages. And the problem is that that most older people when they get a pneumothorax infection can get really sick really fast and die. Yeah. But that happens anyway. <laughs> Regardless of what's just come out of a bat in China, it happens anyway. And so we'll get to the point where this coronavirus will just start circulating like the common cold virus. Small children don't show the symptoms, so they're the vectors of disease, which yeah, they normally are. Yeah, I was reading something about that before. Yeah. No children under nine have died in the first tranche of um, data that they took out of the WHO. No, none of them. Not zero. <laughs> like zero percent of people had died. Twenty percent of people had died over eighty, and then the next twelve percent were over seventy. And you know, my age, your age, were basically point two percent. So what's everyone freaking out about? I don't know. <laughs> okay. I don't know. How many of these viruses would you say circulate without us knowing? As in, like oh. Tens, thousands. Like, say, thousands. like the coronavirus becomes well, like a media a coronavirus. Thing. The problem is, this coronavirus is, but no one ever has a crack about, no one ever talks about mycoplasma, okay. which I had, and it went around the school this year in my kids' school. All my kids had it. Yeah. It was awful. Like, I had to take, I had to take two lots of antibiotics to get rid of it. Yeah. And no one talks about it, because... It's just not a thing. Whereas this is a media beat up because oh, it's out of China and it's the red, it's the yellow peril, and <laughs> the, yellow the yellow peril <laughs> it is. But Australia's had the yellow peril since we fought Japan in World War Two. Yeah, I was going to say I always bring it back to the Osaka flu. Yeah, <laughs> in the in Simpsons there was a picture of Godzilla with like a cold compress on his head. Yeah, the dreaded Osaka flu. But at the end of the day, we've got Hendra virus. The hell's that? It's a virus in the suburb of Hendra in Brisbane. That causes hemorrhagic fever in horses and can be passed to humans. Okay, this is the first time I'm ever hearing about yeah, this. it's like Ebola for horses. Okay. Yeah? But and humans can get it from horses. Absolutely. Vets just, have died. Just being in just uh, proximity. Just getting, getting coughed on by a horse. <laughs> 
picturing a horse coughing, yeah. like actually raising a hoof and just going. Ugh. No, they don't, they don't. They don't cover their mouth. <laughs> no, but that's the problem with horses. They don't cough into their elbows like they should. That's because they don't have elbows. You I'm idiot. Sorry. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> Um, oh, come on, man. That's funny. Horses <laughs> <laughs> don't have elbows. You can't <coughs> cough at your elbow when you're a horse. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That is the goofiest This is thing. what I'm working with here. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> is this podcast aimed at 12-year-old boys? I mean, what the hell? Oh, man, that's well, I've funny. I've got a 12-year-old boy. He's got more sophisticated humor than this. That's still funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, dear. Nevertheless, that... Hedra, uh, that virus still exists? Yeah. And we've got a vaccine for it now, and it was created in Geelong. Yay, go Geelong. And I know the people that created it. Um, down at uh, the Animal Health Laboratories, CSIRO Animal Health Laboratories in Geelong. Okay. Because they're the only um, Category 4, which is the highest level of containment. Why is that? Um, they've got like facility. a tunnel in a tunnel in a tunnel? They're a box within a box within a box. Yeah. And so each box is protected by, like, gallons like big tanks of formaldehyde which can you can just wash the whole area if there's an outbreak and so if you get one leaking from one to the other and i was there once when they set the alarms off and i'm like oh shit someone's let a ball around shit i was gonna say um, how like how, how test is it yeah no it's it's good it, they've never had an accidental release because it is that well designed, but it's starting to age. It's starting to get old, and so the cracks, fed, the, cracks in the walls. The cracks are starting, <laughs> and so oh. the federal government has to decide was, whether to fund it. I was just going to say, I can picture them telling the government, "Say, look, we, we're dying out here. We, we've got holes. We can see outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah relax. We'll send someone down. Let's get send some filler. Some old guy down. <laughs> <laughs> just filling the shit up. We're just going to get some like That's standing totally, foam. It'll be fine. But it's, it's sad. That, that's what I'm actually picturing. I'm actually picturing Look, the I government. Don't, I don't think that the, I mean, it would, the current I would have put it past them leaving, I wouldn't put leaving past them. Yeah, CSIRO in a lurch where it's yeah, like, no, yeah, we'll, we'll get to it next week. But, I mean, it's one of, the, it's one of these times where, at the moment, all of the um, the, the sort of emergency response is, is being activated with the scientists really quickly around the world, and I've been really impressed by the response, and even one of my old PhD students is working in the lab, uh, Paul Young up in UQ that did, that um, basically had the first Australian vaccine candidate. That's now being tested in monkeys down in Clayton, the CSIRO. Tested in monkeys? Thank you. Do you want to talk about the baboon and the vasectomy? Why not? Why not? <laughs> the baboon and the vasectomy. Oh, that was news last week. Why do I feel like that needs to be like... Why have your... you not seen that, that online? Be, I was going to say, that needs to be like a stage play by you. Like, look, look up that, look it up. A one-woman show. Google that. No, don't Google it on computer or you'll kill it. Use your phone. No, no, I can do it. You sure? Uh, the baboon... Baboon RPA. Vasectomy. Okay. RPA. Male baboon escapes Australian facility. There we facility. go. Are you right. serious? Yeah, that was last week. Come on, keep up with the keep up with the news. Malibu escapes Australia medical facility with two wives <laughs> before vasectomy. Yeah, he was he was he was like, no, you're not chopping off the meat and potatoes. No, no How way. How did Jerry to what was going on? He he was being moved, and someone wasn't paying attention, and basically they escaped and Ran started. wild in Australia <laughs> on Tuesday after escaping go, from a medical boys. facility. Was set time to boys go vasectomy. Boys and girls. Trio got loose while being what a legend of a chimp. Yeah, no, I thought you'd like him. What I a thought gun. He's a gun. I want to adopt this thing. But basically, and people. Oh, like, Brad Hazard, your mate. Brad. <laughs> Surely not his real name. That's what his name. A health no. minister. New he, South Wales I'm health sorry, minister. Sorry, you can't be a health minister with the name Brad Hazard. 
I won't allow it. You need, something, you need something less hazardous, frankly. Why would you give a 15-year-old male baboon a vasectomy? Because, okay, let me explain this. It's a science reason. Hang on. They didn't want him to continue breeding with the small troop he's in, so yeah. in order for him to stay, the decision was taken. Can't do that. No, 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 no. Let me explain this. Let me explain the science behind this. Okay? I'm already not happy. Uh, No, because what normally happens... What happens in baboon? You know, I have, access, ha- no, I have access to the, uh, <laughs> an actual scientist, and what I've got is her explain to me why they're going to chop a baboon's nuts off. Absolutely, because it's all about the science. <laughs> yes, the science. Okay, the science. <laughs> the all about science. The, I'm sorry, I'm bringing facts to the show again. I'm so sorry. You know. All right, okay, continue. I haven't had enough prosecco clearly right. to stop bringing facts. Just That's <laughs> obviously the next can. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so basically, the baboon was living in a colony of baboons. <laughs> With his two wives. He's got two wives. I mean, it's nice that you're, he gets to have two wives. By the way, your PhDs are totally, like, just paid Nothing for themselves to now. Do. Yeah. Nothing to do with <laughs> totally animal ecology. I'm just talking shit now. <laughs> um, but basically, the baboon himself was getting yeah. a bit old, so he's 15, oh, yeah. which in baboon years is <laughs> middle-aged. Are you just taking a stab? No. Is it like dog years, seven, seven yeah, years to one? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Okay. And so he was getting a bit old. And usually what happens in the wild when you're a male baboon in charge of a whole cohort of ladies... You'd be... Wouldn't the next alpha male come in and just sort it out? And kill you. Yeah. And run you off into the distance and you'd have to live in... Exile. Exile (laughs) for the rest of your life. Jerking off. Okay. That's totally what happens. That baboon goes into a cave. Yeah, <laughs> that is by totally, totally puts, what happens. Puts on his old records and just <laughs> waits hey, time out. Look, I'm not judging you. I'm not judging you. <laughs> if that's what you do at home, that's your own Yeah, place. yeah, okay. Um, but uh, that's basically what was going to happen to this guy. He was yeah. becoming to the point where his ladies were going to leave him. And, and hook up with the younger model. Okay. Um, and at so, that point, it's the breeder's obligation to bring in a younger male, right? Yes, but... How do you reckon that goes no, no, down? No, do you reckon no. they parade a few around in front? I'm serious. Is it like a bachelorette for baboons? I don't know. It'd Maybe be like it the is. bachelorette. Maybe it's like married at first sight. No, but I don't they know. Wouldn't, no, because the natural selection would mean that the alpha male eventually comes Look, forward through the pack. we're not that far from baboons, okay? No, I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, and what I'm saying is... But what I'm saying is... The humans, the humans, yeah. in this case, have decided to act to make him not sexual. So basically remove his... Kill his spirit. Kill his maleness. Like every other woman on the planet. Yeah, <laughs> emasculate him. <laughs> exactly Exactly. Right. He's been emasculated. <laughs> because guess what? It's the only way he was going to survive the toxic patriarchy that he was about to get reintroduced to. <laughs> It all comes back to the patriarchy, I tell you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It does. They just fit him with a toupee or something and just let him live out no, his last no. days. No, He had to smell different. So it's all about testosterone. Coming back to our earlier point. Okay. It's all Full about circle, the fact. We're back to testosterone. We're back to testosterone. I mean, it, it's all about the fact that he needed to basically not be fertile anymore. And so when he became infertile and sort of... You know, yeah. dialed, and his testosterone was running out. But because he was seen as basically not male, so any incoming alpha males, they would have just eventually they would accept him, and so he could stay in the colony. So that's actually what they were trying to do. They were sectomizing him to they were try telling him what his place in society was going to be, which is 
Emasculating. Like, see how angry I'm getting? (laughs) I can't say that. This is the pen. (laughs) You're pointing the pen at me, mate. That's what they want to do. They want to change you. You're a man of a certain age. They want to bring you down. (laughs) You're a man of a certain age. These, the the hormonal changes are going to come for you soon. Come on. (laughs) Have you considered becoming a trans woman? Are you fucking, how did you go from, seriously? I'll just say your testosterone's dropping. Relax, all right. (laughs) I'm wondering now how they pick the mates for the uh, baboons. Any, any, I think any, the, I think the the mates pick themselves. Like and, and usually, but they have to bring in like busloads of uh, potential suitors. I don't think so. I mean, the fact that he's only got two wives suggests to me that the family colony is his two wives and any kids that they've had. Okay, but this is we're talking about. Where was? But this? the problem is, this it's, is it's actually star. about the women. It's about the women going to reject him because he's now a middle-aged fat bastard with yeah. boobs, and they're trying to get rid of him because they want some. Do you reckon? Yeah. This is a question. No, this is a question. Totally. They're wanting these... some action. His two wives are going, we're not getting any action from this dude anymore. We want some action. Okay, let me ask you a question. How aware do you reckon, how aware do you think baboons are about their environment and their... Totally aware. Totally aware, right? So do you reckon it's like, in pri- you know, with prisoners, how they, they maintain communications with other prisoners in other... Um... Yeah, yeah, they do it with pheromones. Animals do it with pheromones. You reckon they do it? I mean, reckon. I know that. Okay, that's what I'm asking. There's I'm evidence. Asking, there's, there's absolute I, evidence for that. I may appear intelligent, but I am a lay person as well. Okay, so <laughs> yes, there is evidence for that. There is evidence for that. So do pheromone, you reckon, pheromone signaling do you between animals is totally a thing. Do you reckon they're aware of like some sort of glory uh, retreat somewhere where there are like women, multiple women, and um, the are you best projecting food? now? Are you projecting? No, no, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm thinking about the baboons. This sounds here. like baboon heaven. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think you're making up some bullshit <laughs> cultural trope based on religion. No. And you need to stop projecting onto the baboons. No, I'm just They just saying, want to get some action and keep their action. But that's what I'm saying. Do you reckon, like, prisoners on transfer, they're all aware of, like, where they are? Like, oh, you're up in C, C division. Like, yeah, yeah, fair enough. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm not a, a baboon expert, but I do know. I'd say primates in general, chimps. Well, they're pretty... They're, they're not stupid. They're about as intelligent as us. <laughs> yeah, I, I was saying it to... Who was I saying it to? Someone today or was it yesterday? I was saying how... They taught uh, primates. I can't remember what they were, chimps or whatever. They taught them the Usually value chimps. of money. Well, uh, chimps, chimps generally are the closest relatives we have genetically. Yeah. Um, and so they're the ones that have been taught to like do sign language and well, everything. They taught them the value of money and yeah. how it gets so you. You can shit. teach a crow so that. Yeah, you so they were teach, using you it. You can teach a guppy that. Like the seriously, chimps, they were teaching the chimps after they realised what the value of money was. They were using it to exchange sex and um, I think it was food. Sounds like humans. Yeah, exactly. That's the whole point. That's the whole point. Yeah, well, yeah. Once they learned the value of money, they were using it to buy sex and food. That sounds like humans. That's the best. It's well, just humans. I know, but it's so amazing. Like oh, it's not amazing. It's just, it's, I, it doesn't seem odd to me. It seems Never. normal. Okay. But, but again, in you know primate worlds, you've got lots of women that are available to a small number of men. Okay. The sexual congress. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that's why you get the rise of the incel movement, because incels are basically the the the, the non the beta males that have been run off because the women don't want to go there. Yeah, you know, the females are like, yeah, get out of there. Yeah, but yeah. we're we're a society that's rejecting science. Yeah, I know. So th- the reason there's such thing is beta males. I know. They're just. You but know. the point is, if you look at if you look at primate activity and behaviour, and yeah. then extrapolate to humans. Then humans are the only, you know, primate species that really goes with um, monogamy. Oh, we are the monogamy. only. Yeah. Bonobos are my favourite. I think they've got women in charge, and I quite like them. Them and meerkats. 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 
the meerkats are very interesting human it's a matriarchy and the matriarch actually sets she allows her younger female compatriots in the in the sort of meerpack pack i don't know what they call it, meerkat pack I don't know what the, I don't know what the collective noun for meerkats is. You can Google that shit later. Um, but uh, basically, it's the matriarch who decides who gets to have sex with who, and it's fascinating. It's meerkats. really meerkats. Those little meerkats. Oh yeah, I know. I was looking at the the, the, the structure, the social structure, and, and setup of uh, bees and shit the other day. Well, bees are very interesting too. Yeah, because the men are just like the drones. Slaves. They're just drones. <laughs> just sex slaves to the queen. Yeah. I love that. And it is a matriarchy. Like, bees are the, the ultimate matriarchy. Yeah. And you're just like, wow. Queen bees have it sorted. <laughs> like, they've got, like, <laughs> they have it totally sorted. How does it actually work, though? I'm, I'm. But, well, it's because it's all about who provides the eggs. And it's that because the, the males are drones, they are genetically basically identical. And so any one of them can provide sperm. The way men are seen. No, well, I mean, no, but you were in humans, you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't choose a sperm donor randomly. Well, you should. I know, I know plenty of women that would. Yeah, but I, uh, I don't know who, I don't know where you hang out. <laughs> you need better friends. Um, but <laughs> I say that all the time to people. You need better friends. You need better friends. Yeah. Um, but you know, and that's a misconception. But there is, you know, there is, there is a. Um, benefit to women in our society as humans to have children. Like, it's actually seen... The, and we come back to the patriarchy again. Oh, my God. I'm okay. coming back to the patriarchy, where women's role, their peak role, is to procreate. They can't do anything else. Like, that is their primary objective, is to birth the next generation. And if they're not doing that, then they're not real women. Wait, are you just going by... But social structure suggests. Yeah, social okay, structure. cool. Hey. Think, Jesus, get me a heart attack for a second. Look, uh, social structure. Is she falling her head? Like, no, what? don't be rude. No, I'm just I have saying. Brain lesions. You're saying these. No, but you're saying this total like opposite thing. I'm like, what? No way. You're talking about what society. I'm says. talking about the social life. Okay, and what are you for women? None of that shit. Thank you. <laughs> for the record. For the record, none of that shit. I've rejected the social license put on women. Because it's toxic to women and men. And that's that's basically, you know, people confuse feminism with some sort of man-hating thing. And I'm like, no, no, no. It's actually wanting society to be better. Yeah, no, um, 100%. I agree with that. And it's, you know, it has a feminine name, but it's actually about equality and equity and making sure that everybody has a fair go and a level playing field. Yeah. And at the moment... You know, there's a level playing field for women to have babies by themselves, but men, they have to, if they want to have babies without a woman, they have to go to some pretty hard lengths to do that. What do you actually have to go to? You have to go to adoption. Because I've, I've, look, but I've you got, still have to be in a couple. You still can't be I've got, I've a single got a lot of man. Mates, I've got a lot of friends that have children. gone through like some rough divorces and they've had to fight to keep custody of their kids. Yeah. So, bred uh, winners. Had all the assets from yeah. the, before the the union. Yeah. Why, like partners were, you know, substance abuse, all types of issues, but they still have to go through the ringer. And that's because of the biases yeah. in the system, and it's systematic, it's systemic biases. So I've never and actually looked at it. So what would a man have to do in order to adopt a child on his own? He couldn't. Literally, like I don't period. think so. But I don't think a woman could either. But a woman now can access IVF. I was going to say, yeah, women can access IVF on their own, though. Yeah. Okay. But a man, to access IVF on your own, like I'm thinking of Elton John and his partner. Yeah. When they had um, babies. Yeah. And so there's been a few high-profile 
homosexual well, male couples. Yeah, it's Elton John. He could afford it. He could open any door in the world. Exactly. But this is the thing. You need to actually pay a surrogate in another country to do that for you. Because we're not allowed to have commercial surrogates here in Australia. We're not? No. Okay. So for a gay couple, and I think they make sh- they make you show that you're like, you know, vanilla, straight down the line, you know, white bread kind of gay people how before you can, you be you can do this. gay people? Seriously. Well, how, well, there's plenty of... I know plenty of vanilla gay people. But what's vanilla? Well, that's it. But, I mean, you know, monogamous. Okay, let's... Okay. If I say vanilla... So you have to prove that you're in a relationship. You basically have to prove you're in a committed relationship before you can have children. So that shits me, because you go to Dovedon, there's women out there with, like, eight kids to, you know, seven yeah, different but, fathers. you know, you don't need a license for a child, but you do need it for a cat. <laughs> hey, I've seen... <laughs> Look at your face. You're just looking around. And a dog. <laughs> you know, but that's, but I mean, what are the, what are the guys in this situation doing? You know, you, it takes two to tango. It's like, why aren't the guys wearing condoms? Why aren't the guys pushing for contraceptives so that they don't no. end up fathering children? Why aren't they doing that? I'm not disagreeing with you. You know, when I become prime minister, <laughs> which is hey, never. You wrote that off the last podcast that you were here. I suggested it and you said no. Well, if I did, <laughs> let's let's imagine. Okay. If I did, <laughs> I would force every person with a pair of testicles. Yeah, I don't like where this is going. Yeah, come on, <laughs> stay with me. Stay with me. It's okay. I'm going to detain it just for you to get it out. Let's, let's get. Let's All go right, with me. So everybody with a pair of testicles is going to have to undergo a reversible chemical vasectomy. Why? At the age at puberty. At puberty. Yep. Why? Well, it's sort of like vaccinating against pregnancy. We vaccinate against measles. Why don't we vaccinate against pregnancy? But that's insinuating that men are responsible for all the pregnancies. Well, gee, aren't they? <laughs> Wait a second. Wait. I'm pretty sure you that's can't get call. pregnant. I don't know. Let's, let's talk about the biology of the situation. Yeah, but then there are women that trap men like that as well. They uh, lie about contraceptives. The, yeah, well, exactly. And why aren't men pushing for equality of contraception? Okay, because maybe men men in those uh, situations are fucking stupid or not aware. No, eh? no, no. Men have not pushed hard enough. Men have left the job of contraception to women for far too long. Okay, but what about women that lie about no, contraception? No, I'm not talking about them. I'm not okay, talking... but they still exist. And look, there'll be men that lie about contraceptives to yeah. women if we had a male contraceptive that's oral contraceptive. But... They're, they're nowhere near that, are they? They, they have a couple of times. Really? Like, but they have actually... They have also got close to the dissolvable vasectomy, which is actually a lot easier, where you basically just put in a sort of gel yeah. into the vans deferens. I don't know what that vans is. Vans deferens. Look that up. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you know what happens when you get the scientists yeah, on the show? Right. Van, how do you spell that? Van, Van, Vaz difference, maybe. It's maybe it's Vaz. Vaz difference is in DEF? Yes. Oh, Vans difference, yeah. Yeah. So basically. Why did it come up straight away? <laughs> I don't know. What have you been Googling it came on up here? Straight away. What have you been Googling? Uh, okay, so basically, you just need to block that tube to stop sperm swimming down. So you just get some of the polyfill in there and just. You just get a bit of polyfiller. And they've designed one that now is dissolvable. So you can pop a little polyfiller in it. It's not like a little, little pellet. Yeah. In each of them, there's two, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Two testicles, two vendors. That's yeah. difference. Um, and you can pop it in. It's sur- no surgery. It's just an injection. It's done. You're now blocked up. The plumbing's blocked. You can still have semen entering your penis. Okay. But you can't have sperm being added to that because the sperm gets added at a different point. But you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. What you wouldn't feel know. feel different, though. They wouldn't. Oh, for fuck's sake, no. No, I'm just asking. <laughs> you can't feel the wigglers. 
No, I'm just saying, would you feel that blockage, like, physically? Well, I don't know. Surely there'd have to be, you'd feel something. But, I mean, you get, if you have a vasectomy, you have a little scar on the van's deference. Okay. So, I mean, you know, it's about the same. Like, it's only a tiny, and, and, you know, I've had, in my arm, I've got a couple of scars here, I've had a couple of implant-ons that are the size of a matchstick implanted in me for contraception. Yeah. Yeah. So, frankly, suck it up, boys. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm not against it. I'm just saying. What you're doing is like, uh, for, uh, what's it called? Um, forced sterilization. <laughs> That's your theory. But it's reversible. It's reversible. Yeah. But yeah, it's not forced sterilization. You're lining them all up and telling them you're all as bad as the next one. <laughs> I just see it as a vaccination against unwanted pregnancies because there is the impact of unwanted pregnancies on our society is massive. Would women have to like take some sort of... Uh, nope. Why? And guess what? The, the good thing about women not taking hormonal contraception... Let's talk about the benefits. Okay. I'm, 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 Let's, again, we're I'm back playing, to hormones. I'm this not, is like the hormone. I was supposed to be here talking about coronavirus, <laughs> but I'm getting up talking about play, hormones look, all day. I'm, not, I'm playing devil's advocate yes, here. I, I want to hear the theory behind this. Okay. So okay. my experience and the experience of many of people I know. Okay. So take, clearly 98% of the demographic out no, there. No, I just know, well, your demographic, probably none. Because <laughs> I don't believe any women listen to this podcast. Fuck off, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> Yeah, if they email me, I might understand. Yeah, all right. Okay, but, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> bless them. Why did I bring you in? You asked me. Oh, I know, I'm an idiot. All right, carry <laughs> but on. Anyway, um, the impact on women's sexuality uh-huh. and their normal hormonal processes in, that are introduced when you interrupt the hormonal processes means that they don't have the natural cycles that they should have. And so you don't get the horny peak at ovulation. You only get that when you're not on contraception. I didn't experience horniness until I was like 38. Yeah? Never in my life between the ages of 15 and 38 did I in, did I understand what natural sexual interest was. Okay. Okay? And that's the same for a lot of women. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't yeah? doubt that. Yeah. And, when, and the other thing is when you're on um, oral contraceptives, particularly estrogen-based oral contraceptives, is that it changes your sense of smell. And you can't actually... It was, it was postulated a couple of decades ago that it's actually the reason for the high divorce rate. Really? Yeah, because it changes your ability to smell the right immunological partner for you. Yeah, so I agree with that. Yeah. yeah, and so you can't actually smell what the right partner is because actually, again, it comes back to pheromones. Yeah, look, people don't even know what pheromones are. Well, they should Google it. <laughs> it's on Wikipedia. I agree with the fer- pheromone based theory. I agree. Humans, yeah. have pheromones. We're just not very good at them. Yeah, um, because we just don't have the sense of smell like other animals. Yeah, but we, we do still have some. You know, we still have some, and so we are designed evolutionary wise to actually sniff out a partner that has the opposite um histocompatibility complexes to us yeah okay? so you, different immune system you want yeah. to mix your genes with people that have the opposite immune system to give you the biggest breadth of diversity of immune system abilities yeah to I love that as humans we actively seek out diversity but we have societies built on the fact of Correct. Like, that's chastising a, and diversity. That's a, biologically, we seek diversity. Yeah. But socially, we have lived in these weird social structures that have been created by old white men. My wife. <laughs> hey, you Lately. said it, not me. Old white men. Uh, <laughs> you said you know, it, not it's, me. It's like one word now to me. Old white men. Yeah. <laughs> Male pale's tail. Um, <laughs> you know. I've never heard that one. Haven't you? 
You've never what? shared that one I, with me. Seriously? How long have you known me? <laughs> oh, my God. I say that like ten times a I've day. I've never heard that. Male pale stale. <laughs> Male pale stale. Yeah, all right. <laughs> um, but basically, you know, and that's pale the problem. Pale stale, man. That's disgusting. Because, again, it's based on, <laughs> we come back to baboons. I'm going to come back to baboons because I don't see the difference between male, ba- middle-aged male baboons and men that men. wear lycra. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about you mammals. <laughs> I'm going to be pejorative about middle-aged men in lycra now. Driving convertibles. No, riding $10,000 carbon fibre bikes. Yeah. it's a, no one ride, No one has a convertible anymore. No, that's not it's true. all about carbon fibre bikes. I don't know what it's like here out in the eastern suburbs of Melbourne, but, you know, down in Geelong, it's all about Cadell Evans. We're not far from Brighton, man, all right? That's true. That's Beach but, Road. Hey, Beach we, Road. We could go 5K Beach Road from here. is where they come with those cycles. What cycles? Bikes. Oh, yeah, I You know. go on a Sunday, they don't even stop for the red lights. No, they don't. The they're, metals. They're, 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 better, they're above the law. Apparently. But that's my point, is that they are the law, and they invent the law, and so they have everything stacked in their favour. And instead of obeying the biological laws, which is old men should just piss off and let the young people come up, a la the baboon with the vasectomy. Okay. Yeah? I'm still not up for that. What, you're still not up for baboons having There's a difference between a baboon with a vasectomy and old white men riding their carbon-fibred bikes. They're absolutely, they're exactly the same. <laughs> because if, if we were living like baboons, the women would get a pick of the young men that were sexually able. But we're not living like baboons. I know, it's disappointing. <laughs> I wish I was a You're living wish. in a fantasy land. I wish I was a baboon. A baboons and pheromones. <laughs> I wish I was a baboon, often. No, I wish I was a bonobo. A bonobo. Yeah, bonobo chimp. The they're like they're like chimpanzees. They're like closely related. Yeah, they've got that weird nose, don't they? Oh, uh, no, that's a baboon. No, a weird nose and ass. Look it up. They that's... look like chimpanzees. Okay, bonobo is... They might have a bit of a weird nose. I thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> bonobo. Yeah, they look just like chimps. They do look like chimps. Yeah, they're just chimps. So basically, they have the best sex life. Why's that? They just do. <laughs> they have polyamory sex. They're oh, like okay. totally, like, you know. Social behavior. Yeah, let's look oh, yeah. at their social behavior. I love how social behavior is like a paragraph. Social sexual behavior is like a yeah. full page. <laughs> Two pages, yeah. <laughs> welcome, to twi- welcome to Wikipedia run by incels. Yeah, come on. What does it say? Oh, that's the first archive, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, sexually active generally plays a what? They're like totally, they're like totally bacchanalian. Yeah, being used scientists as... Oh, greeting. Oh, okay. Yeah. Means of social bonds, tongue kissing. Yeah. Only non-human animal to have been, uh, yeah, observed engaging in tongue kissing. Wow. You need to get onto the bonobos, (laughs) not necessarily yourself, okay? I don't don't approve of bestiality. Man, man. (laughs) Try not to corpse. Come on. A man has stormed into the Melbourne uh, Zoo overnight. (laughs) (laughs) Picked up in the chimpanzee cage, apparently screaming about bonobos. Uh, he, he, lied. Tongue, he was tongue kissing a bonobo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Uh, but I think they, uh, the, the, I think the women bonobos have a good time, and they tend to be quite promiscuous. They have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think monogamy is a thing with bonobos. Okay. That's my point. Can I ask how the hell we got onto bonobos and, um, oh, patriarchy? We were talking about patriarchies. Well, yeah, bonobos don't have a patriarchy. They have a just let's all have sex with everybody kind of deal. Really? Yeah. So how did we stray from like that? To where we are now. Oh, my man. <laughs> in Lycra. I don't know. I just wish we'd stayed. I wish I'm, I'm coming back as a bonobo. 
my next life. So we could have been in this amorous sort of this playland. Is, this is the future we could have. Yeah. If we if we let nature take its if course. If we let women make yeah. decisions about sex. You reckon? Yeah. That's the that is the utopia that everybody wants. <laughs> That's primate utopia. But then you'd be talking about reversing the social structure that's been set. Not social structure, social influence that's been oh, set for... It's structural. Yeah. That's been set for generations. Who cares? That's only advantaged white men. Yes. Why would we not want I've to got, piss it off? I've spent so many, so many years trying to, con- not convince, but trying to explain that breakdown to, you know... Uh, it just needs to be burnt to the ground started again. Let's go and become bonobos. Like, seriously, like, let's look to nature to see what we should be doing. And the only way we're going to achieve that, I'm here to tell you, <laughs> she says, pointing <laughs> stop, at the screen. Pointing. Pointing. I'm pointing. Yeah, okay. Um, but basically, the only way we're going to achieve that is if women are not are freed from the shackles of hormonal control that they're currently under from the ages of 15 to 40. Through contraceptive and yeah, um, through, humo- through through hormonal contraceptives, men can be co- can basically not produce sperm with an occlusion of their vas deferens. They wouldn't experience any difference. They don't experience any difference in their hormonal levels or the sperm coming out. They just if you put it under the microscope, you won't see any wigglers. That's the difference. You're making some good points. I'm making lots of good points. Yeah, I'm, hey, look for the first time ever. I'm actually <laughs> hearing this argument and it's making sense to me look oh, at that's that good i'm glad i'm making well, sense. no because i uh, fuck off all right <laughs> i've always given you credit when credit is due no no when have i ever discredited i you? like to make evidence-based decisions no that's good that's, we need more of that we need and that's the problem and i have been freed from the shackles of hormonal contraception <laughs> okay i have been freed and most women when they hit you know once they've had their last child yeah they usually force their husbands to go and have a vasectomy and guess what that's when the cougar comes out. Yeah. Yeah? How many cougars are out there? Oh, yeah, yeah, the whole cougar stereotype is basically based on the fact that women, their testosterone starts rising, their estrogen starts dropping, and they're no longer under the, the shackles of hormonal contraception. And so all of a sudden, women get to be women as sexual beings. Yeah. And that's the, what we should be offering them from the age of 15, not the age of 40. Yeah, we shouldn't be waiting that long. Women shouldn't have to wait that long to become real women. If the science of that is so clear-cut as it seems to be, then why isn't this being pushed as a bigger agenda? Because women's health is not interesting. doesn't make money. Women are second-class beings, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the patriarchy. Oh, my God. It's okay. the patriarchy. Sorry. That's why? That's it's the patriarchy. The only reason. It's basically because men quite like having compliant, warm, wet holes that won't get pregnant. In their lives. <laughs> well, <laughs> you might not be able to put my real name on this. Just saying. <laughs> it's good material, but you might not be able Sorry, to put my real name. Inferior second class citizen. That's what you're going to be billed as. Yeah, you could. Inferior. That's me. Yeah, inferior. Yeah. Mrs. Golby. Just call me Miss Golby. <laughs> no one will ever look no that name up. No one will know. No one will know. I've got no profile as Mrs. Golby. you got a. You got an account at the Geelong pub. That's it. No, <laughs> like I don't even entrance. have that. Don't even have that. <laughs> I've got no, I've got Mrs. Golby doesn't exist. It's my mother-in-law, but uh, yeah, yeah, true. But I think that, that there's actually this tyranny of, and I I've spoken tyranny. to tyranny. It's a tyranny. It's a hormonal tyranny that women have been put under for contraception. We to be able to get the freedom from pregnancy, we've had to exchange our biological sexuality. Okay. And that's something that I didn't realise until I was thirty-eight. 